millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. As you probably noticed, we were not able to post a new episode of Come Through Queen last week. We will be back to our normal schedule this upcoming Friday, as well as an exciting Patreon bonus episode in the works. We are re-watching Season 9 Atlanta Reunion, which given the recent news of Candy leaving, Portia coming back to Atlanta, what Phaedra said about her relationship with Sheree on The Traders. We thought this was the perfect time to go and look back. So we wanted to give you that little homework assignment in case you were interested. And besides that, we thought, why don't we drop a little present here in the feed to keep you satiated while waiting for this Friday's new episode. Uh, Brendan and I were able to guest on the TV BFFs podcast with our friends Dan and Brandy. They are currently doing an in-depth recap series on the U.S. Traders, and we had so much fun recording with them, and you should head on over, subscribe to them if you're loving uh, Traders, because they go so much more in-depth than we're able to due to the constraints of us covering so many shows right now, so give them a follow and like their stuff. So hope you enjoy this little treat in your feed, and we will see you back on Friday. All right, bye. Hello, I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Brandy Crawford. Are you? We are your TV BFFs, and this is a podcast about the TV shows that people love most. And we're back for our third installment of The Traders Season 2 Recap, covering episodes six and seven of The Traders US. Brandy, how are you feeling about these last two episodes? I love this show. Like, I, I just love this show. I look forward to it. I look forward to watching it. I look forward to gasping throughout. I live for everything. Like, I'm invested in every single person on it. I have such strong feelings about every single person on it. And I just, I'm so happy to get to talk about it because, like, I can't stop reading about it. I can't stop watching, seeing memes about it. Like, I just, I just want all of it all the time. That, so that's how I'm doing with the last two episodes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which were so great. Two action-packed episodes. I also have a lot of strong feelings. And so do our guests today. That's right. We have two guests the co-hosts of the Come Through Queen podcast for all things Housewives. Um, we have Brendan Davis and Dan Calabrese joining us. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hi. 
Hi, this is Dan speaking for those of you listening. <laughs> Not to be confused with your host, Dan. Right, I know. We'll have a third Dan to talk about for at least a portion of this podcast. Ooh, yes. So yeah. <laughs> this could be very interesting for at least half of it. Um, before we dive into these two episodes, I know you guys have been kind of covering the show on your podcast a little bit. How have you been enjoying this season? Have you? Is this your first season of Traders? Were you season one fans? Like, Give us a little bit of your Traders backstory. We were season one fans, but this season just like is so thrilling. Also, like me and Dan, other Dan, get to watch it together, which is usually oh, very fun. Um, I love just, that. Like, to be with people. It's so exciting. Yeah. I mean, we watched US season one because there were a lot of our Bravo uh, representation there sure. on the mm-hmm. show. But as you all remember, that all dropped in one day. Yeah. So we couldn't cover it in the same way that we're currently covering uh, season two. We essentially just had like a long conversation about season one in mm-hmm. like one of our Patreon bonus episodes, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then like now we're actually able to do this week to week, which is so much more fun. Yeah. yeah. And you can kind of see the investment that they're putting in the show now. Like they just had all the cast fly to New York to do like major press, which like they hadn't done in the first season. They were all like, like club coming with like Alan himself, which yeah. I wish I could have been there. But yeah, it was great. <laughs> I know me too. Well, another question before we get into it. So you guys, obviously housewives, experts, super fans, the casting coming into the season, who were you really excited for? Who were you like, I don't know how this is going to work out from the housewives perspective. Yeah. I think Brendan and I were probably both excited for Tamara because she is a housewives legend but she ended up being such a letdown. First of all, just being sick that first episode and just disappearing. Yeah. And then on the other hand, Phaedra has actually been like the face of Peacock. She was on the like the second season of Ultimate Girls Trip, which was probably mm-hmm. the best season. The best season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like dipped a toe into Dubai. She was added to the Married to Medicine cast she filmed another season of ultimate girl strip that will never see the light of day for reasons that we do not need to get into here i know whoa i didn't know about that that's interesting oh you need to look into that yeah (laughs) it's a a whole thing yeah 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 so those were probably the the, the top two for me not wait not sheree for for me i'm the sheree fan of the two of us i think brendan's the bigger sheree fan um I just like we're like we're a housewives podcast, but like we also dip our toes into like Big Brother. So for me, like Janelle was Mm. a huge person that I was excited for. And then like even just like being friends with uh, our friend Evan, who like mentions Parvati all the time. I was like, I'm going to watch her. And so uh, for some reason, I'm like rooting for her, even though like I've never seen any of her Survivor seasons. No, no, me neither. But like I also like I'm I'm on Team Parvati, even though like ultimately I'm Team Phaedra all the way. But like, I hate Peter. Sorry, guys, if you love him. (laughs) Okay. I had such a bone for Peter like last episode, but this episode, I'm like, oh my God, this loser. Well, it's it's actually the two episodes we're talking about. Like, I think it is such a dichotomy of the previous, the first of the two episodes, we were like really rooting for him. And the second one, not accepting the traitor mantle was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. The, come on, my. The, what's the name of the show? Yeah. Right. I want to win the right way. That's not this show. <laughs> That's not the show at all. Like, what are you doing? I have a question for both of you. Um, what do you feel about the Kate Chastain of it all? Mm. I was initially a little like, why? But 
her attitude towards the game, I think is, I really appreciate. And I think she's spoke to a little bit like this season, everyone is taking it so seriously and she just is not. And I like that balance. So I, I like her coming back in. And well, I like, so I'm, I don't really watch below deck. I watch, I'm mostly housewives, Vanderpump. Um, and like every single, like one season wonder Bravo's ever had. Oh, like <laughs> gallery girls. Oh my God. Gallery girls. Yeah, oh I my God. That show. Gallery girls. Are you kidding? <laughs> Did I used to walk by? What was it at end of century? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. In the LES. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show, but like, I don't watch below deck. So I didn't, I didn't know about, I don't know her from that. And then I also didn't watch last season. So I don't know her from that. So like, I'm yeah. just kind of meeting her here and I'm loving her. Yeah. Yeah. She was kind of iconic last season because she just like wanted she was the person begging to be let out of the game and like <laughs> nobody would vote her out yeah so truly. she was like throwing everything but it was, she was so good yeah yeah there's two other bravo related things that aren't in this episode that i just wanted to quickly mention first that larsa uh i and i heard you guys talk about larsa and i think like to have the knowledge of her two appearances on Miami. She was on the original run of Miami that was like 10, 13 years ago. And she was such a flop. She was dropped after the first season. She gave nothing. She came back for the Miami reboot. And at first it was like, uh, what are you doing here? And then she's like kind of grown into her own on the show a little bit. And then the side of her that we saw here, I like, became a Larsa fan all he's of a, a super, sudden. He's like a psychotic <laughs> super fan. I, I can't, I can't believe how I was like, wait, I, I like Larsa. Like literally I was hating this woman. The way that she reacted to Gertie's cancer yes, like, is, yes. is, is, mm-hmm. is abhorrent. But now like she's even growing on me this last episode of Miami. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Larsa. Yes. Call out your crazy ass friend. Lisa is insane. Yeah. So yeah, I can I, I too came around on Larsa. Yeah. Larsa's ascended. And then there was one <laughs> thing I wanted to bring to the table here. So season one, Kyle Cook was on from Summer House mm. was on U.S. Traders. That's mm-hmm. right. And he, I thought he was one of the best players. He was like the he, blonde guy, right? Blonde yes. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Dan's he, in love with him. I, I, <laughs> I do love him on his show. Uh, I thought he like wanted to play the game, understood the game, and then also understood that we were making a television show. Like yes. he yelled mm-hmm. at the normal humans, like being like, mm-hmm. "Speak up!" We're Making a show. Like, come on. By the way, I love that you call them humans. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to have a summer house representative this year. Uh oh. Lindsay Hubbard from the season was rumored to be on this cast. Ooh. And then apparently dropped out last minute because she kind of had like a mini scandal. Because everyone listening to this knows what scandal is. That was like yeah. the Vanderpump Rules big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Summer House, there was like something a little smaller, but like a big deal in that universe, a wedding was called off weeks before it was supposed to happen. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And she was a party to that wedding and the person receiving the the call off. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Oh no. That, that all happened like within a week or two before filming started. So I think she dropped out because like, she's like, I have too much going on. Wow. Who do you think took her spot? Or is that why there was a weird, awkward 21 person cast and then they added Kate Chastain? Yeah, I, that that's an option. It, right. Was Lindsay mm-hmm. supposed to come in? Because I could see Lindsay of like coming in and like like shaking some shit up. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Maybe that's why they like added Marcus. Like maybe he wasn't mm. supposed to be there. Well, no. So I listen. So I'm a Johnny Bananas fan. Think about that what you will. Ooh. <laughs> that says a lot about you. Well, listen, yeah. not as a person, as a character. Brandy and I yeah. are both long, long time challenge fans. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. knows how to make great TV. I wish he stayed around longer. But I listened to his podcast because he's been interviewing. He's been covering the traders and, and interviewing a lot of the cast members. And he had Marcus on. And Mark, according to Marcus, Marcus was called first. To come on the show. And then Larsa was like, wait, who called you? I know that casting producer. Let me get in touch. And then they both went on. Oh, interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, he was good. Yeah. He was, he was the, good like, at the game. I was, I was like, wow. Like, he, okay, so Marcus came to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an exciting dynamic that, like, I hope they use in the future, bringing on a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I can think of other Bravo couples who will be good in the future. Maybe, like, Craig and Paige. Uh Summer Ooh. House and Southern Charm, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, Craig's such an idiot. He he would be a Dan. I know, but he's so hot. <laughs> There's also like fun mother daughter combos as well that that they could do. That would be very interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I think I feel like we should dive into these episodes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 First episode that we're covering is episode six called "Backstab in Betrayal," where we left the last episode is everyone's coming for Dan. And he wants to murder Bergy, not knowing that he actually has the shield because Peter's plan successfully threw him off the scent. Mm-hmm. Parvati sniffed it out instantly and is like, well, Peter's clearly lying. Dan didn't listen. And then we start the episode and it was kind of shocking. Like Alan just kind of comes right out and is like, yeah, so Bergy was saved by a shield. Mm-hmm. Like just right from the beginning, there was no real morning time anticipation for the viewer anyway. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, they tried for Bergy and it didn't work. Which I thought was interesting. What did you guys think? Like, why did you just tell us like that? Like, let him walk in at the end and like make yeah. it a moment. I think we were like supposed to maybe keep our like it made us keep our eye on the traders' reactions to everyone walking in. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. So we're at breakfast. Parvati comes in first with Kate and Sheree, which continues a trend that I've noticed that a trader is always one of the first ones in. There's only been one mm-hmm. time. Now I think about that when I watch it because right. you said yeah. that. Wait, also, wait, the portrait of Alan in a crown, like a legit king as they come into breakfast. Mm. <laughs> there was like a close up <laughs> on that this episode. Mm-hmm. I, like... I noticed that for the first time, too. <laughs> I love that. How do you guys feel about Alan as the host? Have you guys watched other versions of the traders as well? Like, can you compare him to other hosts? Because I've only seen UK. The first season. I have not seen other versions, unfortunately, but I think he's a perfect host. I also, mm-hmm. I've seen interviews with him where he's talked about he doesn't know who anyone is, which is great. Like, <laughs> he doesn't watch reality TV. So he was like, strangers are walking in, but they mean so much to many of us. Like, he didn't yeah. know who, like, CT was. And it's right. like, CT's been in my life for 20 years. Right, like, right. Like, yeah, so I, I think he's a great host. Yeah. yeah. He, and he also didn't know who Bananas was and clearly did not like him at all. I think Bananas was trying to steal some of his shine and he had no yeah. patience for it. Um, okay, so at breakfast. Dan in his stupid purple coat. Dan in his purple coat. And this is the, our first like true introduction for me of Smug Peter. Smug mm. Peter comes in. He knows that Bergie's not getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, game on to his little crew. Checkmate this, checkmate that. And I'm starting to really, and I never had been a big fan of Peter. He was just kind of like, you're here. You're mm. part of the castle, I guess. And now he's turning on 
his character or the editing he's getting a better edit what do you guys think about yeah. peter like in his plan and all this stuff we 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 were rooting we were really <laughs> we, were, we were like yeah it worked go team like like because because that episode it was still like so exciting we didn't have dan out yet like mm-hmm. yeah. getting dan out was more important to me than like Peter being smug. Like, that's Peter fair. should be the, smug. The first thing I have written down for this episode is I need Dan banished today. Like, that was me during, <laughs> like, the previously on. Yeah, yeah. Mission accomplished. I, I think me and Dan C were, like, pigs and shit rooting for mm-hmm. Peter, like, a lot mm-hmm. yeah. during this episode. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was, I, I was, I, I was into his plan. And I was, like, I feel like I, I think because I watched episode seven most um, recently, that's why I'm like very anti Peter right now. But like, yeah. I was very much like, I mm-hmm. need, I want his plan to work. But like, even though I want his plan to work, I did feel like, get off your high horse, dude. Like, Parvati knew, like, you told the entire castle, like, you yeah. didn't do a good job of like putting this into action. But I'm glad it worked. Janelle mentioned that on Banana's podcast too. She's like, why? Like she was mad at Peter for telling so many people about the fake shield. She's like, you need to keep it tighter. This is going to spread. You're not playing your game very well, but it still worked because I think Dan just totally miss, just mismanaged the whole thing. See, I I was so into it because there's something about like, as much as I love the show, like the game kind of sucks a little bit because like so much of it is just based off of nothing. Nothing. At at least (laughs) this season, they introduced ways for it to be based off of something mm-hmm. and peter and peter found a way f- for us to catch a traitor like mm-hmm. that's fair last last yeah. season there would have been no way to do this mm-hmm. yeah. so i appreciated the fact that he like figured something out yeah and i will try and temper my my peter disdain i think it's after rewatching and after the following episode it's yeah. kind of just started to bake in a little bit but at this moment you're right like he, he made a good plan it's bearing out and he is like really good looking i know guys like i'm so like i'm angrily attracted to him i don't i've never quite agreed with that i think he's just fine um i'm with brandy here i (laughs) after episode six i was ready to start a life but after episode seven (laughs) it was divorce (laughs) yeah like it's we're getting this annulled (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then uh, everyone comes in bergy comes in that reveal was amazing it was pretty like I also wonder who's the person who knocks because these people aren't doing the big <laughs> hammer <laughs> knock. So like it's who's Fergus. whose job is Fergus is outside the <laughs> yeah. door doing yeah. the knocks. Um, and then Alan comes in with, I think, his wildest outfit of the season. Do you guys remember? This is the. <laughs> Wait, which the, one was this? The blue? This is the, the tartan kilt with the blue shirt. Oh, yeah. And the hair with just the little tiny flip up. <laughs> um, oh, very Tintin. Dan, I need to. I think uh, he also looked like Cartoon Link in Zelda. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he looks yeah. like a character from like a top-down Zelda game, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um. So around the castle, Peter's feeling himself. Phaedra, I think, plays it off really well, talking to Peter and kind of drops Poverty's name, just showcasing that she is truly the best trader of the mm-hmm. three so far. Definitely, her mind should be studied. Like she's so <laughs> good at this game randomly. <laughs> I know. Also, um, she's the only one that actually has breakfast at breakfast. <laughs> Mm. Yes. Boiled (laughs) eggs. Yeah. And she had a line at this breakfast, too. Like, after all the shenanigans, she's like, all right, I got to cut this meat. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. And then there's a couple chats. Like, Peter, like, he's talking to Dan. He's talking to Parvati. And neither Mm. are being convincing at all. They're both doing a terrible job. Oh, God. They're so terrible. Dan is so obvious. Dan is so obvious. And Parvati is becoming more obvious, too. And then we get to the mission. 
How do you guys feel about the missions, the challenges in general in the show? It's better this year. I think they're cute. Than last year. I would agree. I think they're cute. Mostly pointless, but I think they're mm-hmm. they're doing better this year. Like the bird call challenge really brought me joy. <laughs> Epic. Everything. Best one of the season. That one was so good. Yeah. But it is weird how like I feel the the prize pot is like kind of paltry. It's like it's gonna get up to it can get up to only two hundred and fifty K. It's like, is that yeah. is that something for them? <laughs> These people are being paid close to that to do this. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> What are we doing like, here? So in that, like, so in that way, it just it feels like these missions are like such bullshit. But it is, it is entertaining watching them do like challenge light. Yeah, and this one was specifically challenge light. So this yeah. was called the Cannonball Run. It was an all or nothing, twenty oh. k at stake. They need to basically run around the grounds, collect the parts to this big catapult, mm-hmm. build it, put it together, and then launch it to hit a target. So along the way, there were I think five shields like potential shield boxes Mm -hmm. so if you grab a shield box and you put on the hay about the end then you have a a chance to get a shield Mm -hmm. wait my first thought was like there's no way that they're doing this challenge right i was like there's there's no way they're finishing this you didn't think so (laughs) i think that they fudged the timing on something they for sure absolutely right (laughs) it takes they're not doing the what do they have like 45 minutes like no they're an hour for this one okay but even so yeah both this and that first like barge challenge they both miraculously finished like within seconds of the timer running out (laughs) come on no i know Mm -hmm. highlight is trishelle going for one of those boxes as she's crossing the river and just totally leaving kevin in the dust which i thought was hilarious so funny the housewives crossing the river the housewives (laughs) crossing the river oh my god the crossing the great crossing of 24 uh, so the people who grab the potential shields is Trishelle, Sheree, Sandra, Parvati, and then Peter. But then hilariously mm. towards the end, Kate almost just steals Peter's outright <laughs> mm-hmm. and then decides it's too desperate and just drops it back down again as Peter's like running over to grab it. <laughs> Kate in these challenges just across the board is just like so <laughs> funny to watch. This this challenge was most similar to the one where she was also just like misbehaving, kind of throwing in the bag last year. It was like when they had to like cross the grounds and she was throwing like the money like down hills and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's a pleasure to watch. She really is. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get to assembling the catapult. And this I actually had a, a fond Peter moment. I'm like. Oh, he's clearly a pilot. Look at this engineer go putting this thing together mm-hmm. and using mm-hmm. these technical terms. And I'm like, okay, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then the most laughable moment, they put it together and they're like, who's going to pull it? John. Cut to John in <laughs> interview. And I quote, to pull the catapult is the single most exciting moment in the game. I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> really? Poor John. If this is your single most exciting moment. What game have you been playing, sir? This little yeah. leprechaun, I love him. <laughs> his running, you guys. I'm always like, I don't. Can we? Should we be doing this to John? He's his asthma and like he can't. Oh. He can't run. But does he have asthma, Brandy? He doesn't have an inhaler. <laughs> Not to skip ahead, but like Parvati, like pulling him through the next challenge in episode seven was also iconic. It really uh, was. Yes. <laughs> so the team wins, and then all the shield winners do the catapult five more times, and Sheree gets closest so she gets a shield so funny all caps sheree winning the shield it's like does sheree even know she's on a show (laughs) sheree doesn't know what the shield does 
Sheree will like trip and actually win traders because she has no idea. She is going to be the winner of the show because she has no idea where she is at all times. Yeah. Non-threatening. We'll just go all the way to the end. Okay. So we get back to the castle and this is where Peter just starts closing doors on people. And mm. there's this group that I've started calling the faithful five, which is Peter, mm. Berge, John, Kevin, Trichelle. Don't they actually have a name though? Didn't like someone name them in episode seven? Yes. Phaedra called them like the Peter Pals or something. <laughs> something like that, I want to say. <laughs> yes, the Peter Pals. Yes. Perfect. Oh my God. That's so good. Oh my God. I love it. So the Peter Pals is now how they will be known going forward. So we've learned, we've learned in reality television, like through the Vanderpump rules stuff, like, cause there's been so many interviews mm-hmm. that like people don't get performance bonuses, but Phaedra should be getting a performance bonus for her work <laughs> in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's giving us everything we need and more. And you could tell like she's giving exactly when you need Cause like, I track or not track, but I notice like how often outfits change in interviews in like mm. a single scene and parvities mm. are changing all over the place. They yeah. are pulling from like four mm. different interviews with her, but Phaedra always looks the same. I'm like, you gave one <laughs> incredible interview. It looks like, like, of course. Yeah. So good. The song drops. Now, how big of a fan are you guys of the round table song? Because every time it comes on, I lose my shit. <laughs> the round table theme. The round table <laughs> theme. So I have a little. Not insider information, but I listened to Tamara's Traders podcast. Oh. And her and uh, Janelle have talked about when they actually are walking, they play the song from Hunger Games, which is very similar to the oh. song that is actually played. Whoa. Wow. Like like going to the tree or whatever. You know what uh-huh. you know what song I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah. yeah. The, the hanging tree or whatever. Yeah. 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 They said that they would play that song when they were actually walking out. That's incredible. And Tamara was <laughs> like amazing. Tamara was like, when I got home, I would just like play that because it reminded me of like being <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> Almost getting banished. Yeah. And then like they clearly can't afford the rights to put it in the edit, so they get like a knockoff version. But like yeah. but they they did do the knockoff version, which is actually very funny. Yeah. And the knockoff is a banger though. We love it. We yeah. absolutely love it. I heard y'all talking about it in one of your previous episodes. So yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, okay, so at the round table, and he's telling everybody, again, won't give anything. He's like, I'm going to reveal my plan. Will you listen? Will you listen? Mm-hmm. And his argument is this. I will, I'll give the highlights, then we can discuss. Oh. All right. He says he's been watching one person since day one, collecting information. And he's like, let's play a little game like he's fucking Saw or something. <laughs> and he's like, okay, the first thing is, who has never received a vote? And he goes, Bergy Sheree, Phaedra, Sandra, Parvati. Mm. Okay, so now from those people... Who has had weird votes? Sandra had one, but explained it. Sheree had one, but explained it. Bergy always goes with the crowd. So that leaves Parvati and Phaedra. So now you're like, okay, he's going after one of his traders. I was like, Dan is coming for, <laughs> for Parvati and Phaedra. And I thought he was going to go for Parvati. And it would have made way more sense. And he probably could have gotten her out if he played it right. Mm-hmm. I think he totally mm-hmm. mismanaged it. But instead he goes, Parvati had one weird vote for Kevin, but she explained it away. And that just leaves Phaedra. So now it really takes a turn. And he's like, she can't explain the Ekansu vote. Then also, let's look at her breakfast reactions. <laughs> she hugged Larsa after Marcus went home. And she had an outsized reaction to Tamra and when she thought it was Bergy. And then finally, everyone likes you, which is the most suspect thing. Mm. At that point, okay, before we get to Phaedra's response, did anyone was anyone here convinced by his argument? Did anyone think it was going to work? No. No. 
I don't even think he was convinced. I think like when Bergy walked in at breakfast, he knew the game was over for him. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Phaedra claps back and just point by point by point uh. absolutely eviscerates him. Kate chimes in and she's like, <laughs> What do you mean? She's, have you seen her? Of course he's a little bit extra. Like, mm. yeah. Yes, Kate. Not my Burgalicious was problematic. Not my Burgalicious was problematic. <laughs> Burgalicious is problematic. <laughs> It was so good. I was so here for Kate at this round table. I was like, get him out of here, Kate. Yeah, me too. I want her like as my defense lawyer. Yes. Yes. So Phaedra has many jobs. Not only is she a housewife, she's a mortician. She's she's a defense attorney. She was Bobby Brown's attorney like before she was on Atlanta Housewives. So like the attorney jumped out and like Phaedra gets... uh, knocked down a little bit because like there's this famous scene from a reunion where she like reads kenya mm-hmm. and people were like this is a rehearsed read like you came in and like had this all scripted and the medium pizza yeah the medium yeah. pizza sperm donor thing yeah so mm-hmm. like phaedra kind of like beats those allegations here because she's clearly <laughs> like working off the cuff she's on the back foot yeah yeah, yeah. she didn't know dan was going to come for it her so yeah yeah this is this is this is off the dome and like i do like that she had like some supporting cast members jumping in on her behalf like for no reason really yeah. and, and bergy too who was yeah, like Berge. yeah like why would you know it what he say i can't remember what he said but he like kind of chimed mm. in but then also revealed on the bananas podcast i keep i hate to keep dropping it but like there's good in not the bananas podcast again <laughs> there's good, <laughs> there's good information Bergie was like we knew it was dan and parvati we also suspected phaedra but i didn't want to let that out yet so i was playing the long game by supporting her and i'm like Bergie playing the game mm. wow well because i mean he's her burgalicious right <laughs> exactly I stand by her <laughs> so yeah so then we get to the vote and it's 11 for Dan, mm. uh, Phaedra, Sandra, John with a, a weird the speech. speech. <laughs> the, I put John's mini speech. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Treachery deserves to be punished by banishment. <laughs> Clocking two moments in one episode. Good for you, John. Yeah. I mean, that's probably your best showing so far. House of Commons represent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was he good in that <laughs> space? I don't think so. I think he was known yeah. for literally like yelling about order. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, think, but they, I think they all do that though. That's like, the, that's the job. But he was a speaker. So he was like banging shit yeah. and like trying to Wait, yell over so, everybody else. So he was like Nancy Pelosi. I know. Like who is her, who is his equivalent? Yeah. That's crazy. Get Nancy Pelosi <laughs> into the castle. Pelosi <laughs> on traitors. <laughs> Oh, uh, a couple stray votes. Uh, Peter voted for Parvati to remind people after Dan's gone Mm. to keep looking at Parvati. And Dan voted for Phaedra. Dan is banished. He reveals he's a traitor. So then uh, we're back around the castle. Dan's gone. Any parting Mm. words for Dan? Is anybody even a little bit sad that he's gone at this point? No. I, as a big brother watcher, would like to review who we consider legends in that space. Because if he's one of them... Interesting. Mm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like all this stuff about like, oh, I'm com- I am I came out of retirement for this. I was like, you came out of retirement for this? Like, I... Listen, I'm not good at these games and I would have been better at this than you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And also like coming out of retirement, he played twice, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like but Parvati, Sandra, they've been on like four or five, six seasons of their respective shows. Like that's coming out of retirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, they were, cl- I think this two seasons he played were close together. So he hasn't done a show in a very long time. Like Sandra and Parvati. Yeah. He said it was like 10 years. Yeah. Sandra and Parvati both did Survivor more recently. Right. They did Winners at War. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So we're back around the castle. Dan is gone. Trisha, I think, makes a really smart point here. She's like, well, Dan obviously was a traitor. What would a traitor do? Try and get out another traitor. So now she's thinking like, oh, I actually think Phaedra is now. I had I wasn't before, yeah. but now I'm pretty convinced. And I thought that was a, a good pickup by her. I was surprised that Trishel got that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. When Brennan and I were watching Dan go after Phaedra, we were like, oh, fuck. Like, she's screwed. Because when they find out he's a traitor, like, right. there's going to be the spotlight on her. Right. And now that you're mentioning that Bergie had an idea that Phaedra's a traitor, it's making me think that like everyone knows it's Parvati and Phaedra at this point. Yeah. It's certainly Parvati, for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was also listening to um right before this, Sandra was on um The Bananas podcast. No, actually, <laughs> she was on Drop Your Buffs, the uh Sean Ross, Evan Ross Katz podcast, yeah. and you mentioned Evan, and she was talking about how she was okay with knowing who the traitors were and keeping them in the game, knowing how the end game goes. And she's like, if we mm-hmm. can keep them here until the end and then just get rid of them at the very end and there's yeah. few, fewer faithfuls around to spend yeah. that money, that's also an astute way to play. So I'm very interested where this is going to go and like maybe they just keep fucking Parvati around or keep Phaedra around mm-hmm. until the last minute. I don't know. Yeah, they don't really talk about that aspect of it, of trying to whittle down faithfuls to get a larger chunk of the end prize. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where like my question is with fucking Peter... Yeah. Because it's like, why would you choose to still be a faithful? I would love to be a traitor, obviously, because I that makes me have better odds, right? It do, truly. And the game is tipped yeah. towards the traitors. Like, it's yeah. clearly it, like they have the advantage in the game. Yeah. And I feel like to win the game, you want to be you want to win this game. You need to be the traitor who takes all the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that. That to me means you've won. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what happens next? Or oh, in the turret. The turret. Turret time. For the first time, just Phaedra and Parvati. Mm-hmm. Phaedra with a killer line delivery. If I wasn't in Christian Woman, I would rip his heart out talking about Dan. <laughs> the per capita iconic lines from her is off the charts. Yeah. You yeah. know, like there's no filler. It's all killer. Mm-hmm. How much do you think Phaedra hates Parvati? Because a lot. <laughs> like if we're talking like scale of one to ten, like we're most definitely around like a nine point seven five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes me sad because I love them both, but yeah. But you could see her like literally biting her lip in the turret. Like yeah. not to like lash out and like just put her in her place. And Dan yeah. when Dan was up there too. So Alan comes in. This was weird to me. Cause like since when do they talk about specific rules to the traders but he goes as the rules dictate now that a trader is gone you can recruit one i'm like what rules are you referencing where's the book yeah can i review it like i thought it was just something that i missed what are these rules yeah no it's like did we get a cat did we get a, a playback of those this show just like goes on vibes like there are no rules like truly. it's just vibes truly which is good I did I did get chills when he said the either or with the traitor. Like either you can recruit someone or murder someone. Yeah. Totally. That's a good twist. But if that's the rule, that's so frustrating as a faithful. It's like, okay, we got a traitor out, but now there's just another traitor. Like right. 
What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that's why I say the game is so tipped towards the traders. Like if you're not a trader, I feel like it's very hard to win. Yeah. yeah. To that point, so Parvati jumps in and is like, well, that's gotta be Peter. Like he's mm. on my ass. You know, if we murder him, it'd be too obvious. So let's recruit him and watch him murder his friends. Mwahahaha. I'm like, <laughs> which is kind of funny to watch, actually. I like that moment. Yeah. And then uh, that's the tease. That's the end of the episode is will Peter accept? We see him opening the door. He sees the, like, he gives like a death stare to the envelope on the chair. He thinks he's getting murdered. He opens it. He gets seduced. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't know if he's going to take it or not. So when that happened in the week between... What was your thought? Did you think there was any chance he would reject it or do you think he would obviously take it? I I thought that he would take it and I thought he would take it and then still try and get out Parvati and Phaedra. I agree. That's that's what I thought was going to happen. Um cuz I just don't see why you wouldn't take it. Like it doesn't make any sense to not take it. Exactly. I thought Game-wise, he was going to take it, but then I thought mm-hmm. trailer spoiler-wise, maybe he was not going to because we still have not had the Phaedra. Mm-hmm. We're not on The Bachelor, and I don't need to earn a rose from you, mm-hmm. Phaedra, Peter moment. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I didn't think about that. What I was thinking was, um, and we were texting about this Brandy in between with with a, a few others, and everyone was like, he's has to accept, he has to accept. And I'm like, everything about this edit is telling me he's absolutely not. Like they are setting him up as like mm. the the fall guy, the martyr. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't think he's going to. And then Brendan, wait for it, on the bananas pod. <laughs> not this again. <laughs> Bergie is just a a fountain of of insight because oh. he talked about before banishing Dan because what's clear is like they've watched the show and they know kind of how it goes so they know that if they get a trader Mm. that someone will be recruited and Berger was like we had a conversation and I told everybody if I get recruited I will not accept I will stay faithful and he's in the Peter Pals so Mm. I feel like that was kind of like the company line so after Mm -hmm. Berger said that I'm like okay there's no there's no way Peter's gonna accept yeah So now on to episode seven, Blood on Their Hands. We're in the turret. The seduction letter has been sent. And again, like the last season, pretty instantly, Alan comes back in. He's like, knock, knock. You rejected. Sorry, you guys fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I listen from that point. I was like, I am completely not on Peter's team anymore. That's how fast it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad move. Yeah. Yeah. But like in the turret, when that comes back, when you said, you know, Bergie walking in was Dan's final like straw. Mm. I think this is Parvati's final straw. Yeah. And I think the producers knew it and had to do some moving and shaking in the rest of this episode because imagine if two traders go out in back-to-back episodes. I don't think they want that. Mm. So I had that same thought when watching this episode. I was like, this is such a weird episode. Something must have like happened. Yeah. But apparently they did this same like fire ceremony, like fire council or whatever event yeah. in uh, in UK, 
And there was not, like, it wasn't in response to, like, an episode that just transpired like this one did in U.S. Interesting. Well, I'm sure they had it planned for at some point, but maybe they bumped it up. Maybe. You know? Also, Joel Kim Booster um, Mm -hmm. tweeted something similar, being like, this seems off that, like, we are, like, set to get this one person out, and now we're having, like, this, like, brand new thing. Yeah. 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 We'll, We'll get to that. So... But yeah, Parvati in this moment, like before knowing about that, I'm like, she's fucking toast. Like she's absolutely gone next. Phaedra agrees. Um, We're at breakfast. Again, the first people in, Bergie and Phaedra. The trend continues. Open your eyes, faithfuls. It's right there in front of you. (laughs) Even if they open their eyes, there's going to be more traitors. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) You coaching the faithfuls after the fact is kind of iconic. (laughs) You know what? For future faithful, season three, take note. Faithfuls, listen to the Bananas podcast. They know. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, we're at breakfast. Interesting little, fun little Phaedra, because it's just her and Bergie, and she just mm-hmm. calls out like, you're just in like Peter's gang. And Bergie's like, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought the like Bergie in this breakfast thing, I was like, he is so confidently like telling everyone about how he's in this like group. And I was like, Bergalicious, yeah. please like hold your cards a little closer, babe. <laughs> I love you. You're so cute. I would like to give you three kisses, but like, please, uh, please hold it closer. I agree. Yeah, I feel like Bergie doesn't really know how to play this game. He's playing fast and loose. He's getting buoyed <laughs> by his position in, in the Peter Pals, and he's just yeah. like letting things slip. Yeah. He's just from a world of love. Like, <laughs> the gamers are from gamers, and like, housewives are, are like, housewives are actually gamers too, because like, to remain on the show, you got to play a game and they are playing their own game. Yeah. The the lovers are just like on the island <laughs> loving each other. Well, I did. I did want to mention that because you're right. Like the housewives are playing their own game. Phage is certainly playing a game. But then she also says like Parvati had the worst decision ever. And she said this about Dan's decisions before. And my in my mind, I'm like, well, you keep letting it happen. You're also a mm. traitor. You have a say and you keep letting these bad decisions happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's got to take a little bit of ownership in some of this. Mm. She killed Tamara. <laughs> that is true. She did kill Tamara. That was a good yeah. move. Um, Peter arrives and it's the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. Like that weird, like almost hugs poverty, but then doesn't. And they just kind of like <laughs> touch hand to shoulder. I'm so like, weird. oh my God, like wanted to jump out of my skin. Yeah, he didn't know how to play it. And then poverty starts calling out, tries to like play her last card. Like, okay, so then who was recruited? Yeah, Peter, that's interesting. You think I'm not a traitor anymore. Why are you changing your tune? I like really loved her in that moment. <laughs> I did too. I don't think it's clearly going to work. And I don't think anyone was swayed, but I like seeing her like just playing Plant as the hard. Seed. Just Plant play, the seed. play the game, play the yeah. game. It's everything is out of nothing anyway. So just make some shit up. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, bitch, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I, I don't know if you guys could see this. You guys watch a lot of reality TV. Could you hear and see the Frankenbites at this breakfast. Like there was a lot of poverty lines that were clearly cobbled together. This is where I noticed Um, like they're cutting from three different interview looks in this moment. mm. I'm like, they're really working hard to make story work at this breakfast right now. You know, I I guess like I, I pay attention to stuff like that when watching the housewives and I think I have that part of my brain turned off while watching this. Mm. I'm not, I'm not watching it with like the same, like, 
thinking about what's going on behind the scenes mind. Mm -hmm. I envy you because I I can't turn it off. (laughs) I just can't. (laughs) I come into shows like this with like dumb brain. Yeah. Being like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. we're turned off. Yeah. Like on Housewives, like I know like, oh, this scene was actually filmed before other stuff that we've already seen on the show. Like I'm thinking about like Mm. all kinds of crazy things here. I'm just like having fun. Yeah. Mm. So we're around the castle before the mission and a lot of stuff happens. There's a lot of action around the castle. This is where like Mm. the Peter Pals go and they close the door on several people over and over. Meanwhile, (sighs) in the bar, you have the gamers and the housewives what they call the leftovers, which mm-hmm. I thought was hilarious, <laughs> kind of scheming. Um, I want to say something about MJ. Please do. <laughs> MJ, once Phaedra got rejected from the Peter Pals room, mm-hmm. MJ fucking ran to that room. <laughs> yes. It's to like, me and Dan joke that like MJ's serving C like this entire, <laughs> this entire experience. But like her doing that was like, so great to me. Yeah. She's she's so wild. No, but this was her ugly, like her looks have actually been pretty good. And this is one of the ugliest <laughs> abominations. So it <laughs> it's like an Ed Hardy. Like, what's the shirt. color? What are we calling that color? I don't know. It's a skin tone <laughs> shirt and then her Jenko jeans. Her having to hike <laughs> having to hike those jeans up before she like walked out of the room. An icon, an icon. <laughs> but also, too, just the way she moved in that room really let that outfit sink in because she like comes in and they're like, please leave. And she's like, okay. And she's kind of like not turning around, kind of backing up slowly as if she's if they're like, going to start talking as she's backing up. Right. They're like, oh, well, she's leaving now. Let's start talking again. It's like, no, bitch, they're going to wait for you to close the door. It's like she's backtracking from like a predator. Just like, don't move too fast. Um, speaking of, Whoa. we passed by Parvati in her predatory headband. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. that's right. The predator. Predatory headbands. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, What do you think about, like, Sandra's pool table moment? Um, I loved it. I said, Sandra, (laughs) yes, I am here for you with the pool balls demo. Loved it. I so here for it. It gave me such strong Survivor vibes, but normally that's just, like, people counting with their fingers on the beach. Like, okay, we have five here and four here, and if this happens, this happens. Yeah. I love the visual. I'm a visual learner. I love the, the visuals of the pool balls and... Peter in the center, surrounded by his pals. And if <laughs> they get two, then we're fucked. So we need to make sure. I'm like, I, I loved every minute of it. I was really, I was like, Sandra's coming up. And I'm so happy because I feel like I've heard all of this talk about her and like how she's so yeah. good and like, da, da, da. And like that episode, I was like, okay, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing her come up right now. Kate took the words out of my mouth. She's like, this is the best thing I've ever experienced. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it would be for me too. I enjoyed it, but it felt like we were on the survivor island playing that game because like that game is a numbers game of like okay we need like this many people to vote this here we're we're supposed to be trying to find out who the traitor is so like let's do that instead (laughs) no but i disagree i like the layers of it because like especially after hearing sandra talk about how she was like running the game in her head she's like i don't care if there's traitors in our group in fact i'm pretty sure that there are but this mm-hmm. game isn't just about getting traitors out. It's about thinning faithfuls because we can't all win. Yeah. So she's like, there might not be any traitors in Peter's group, but if we can get all five of them out, that's more money for me when I eventually oust the traitors that I know. Mm-hmm. I wish they were allowed to talk about that on the show. Yeah, that's a really good mm-hmm. point. Also, 
Sandra's been posting a lot from her trip in New York, and yeah. she always she does reels, and it always is Empire State of Mind as the music that she's playing. <laughs> I think she's posted like six posts that are the same music. I mean, it's an iconic song. Truly, <laughs> yeah. really the first one I think when I think New York. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Okay, we move on to the mission. This one was fun just for mm. the sheer like action of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing people get trapped in nets mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. funny to me. It's so yeah. goofy. It's Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's literal Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like it's like the bird call challenge. This is traders at its best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me weird. Give me outlandish. You know, I love the CT and Phaedra moment. <gasps> the love affair. When they decided to be partners. Like, I was like, yes, like this. Oh, is, my God. Where's their show? <laughs> Can we talk about CT? Oh, my God. Oh, CT. I love is CT. Just he me too can't stop won't stop like those yeah. just that the eyes like his his voice like just how he says stuff i'm just like ct stop you have no right to be making me feel like this <laughs> yeah same <laughs> and then when he comes in and i think this is later but the moment where he goes into the armory and puts on the fucking helmet mm, and yeah. the shields yeah. i'm like oh my god i love this man classic ct comedy comedy queen yeah yeah <laughs> so i know dan at least you i know keep up with the challenge. I don't know if both of you yeah. do. Um, yes. I've heard that he is in his personal life, not in a great place uh, in terms of like, he's recently going through a divorce. He mm-hmm. just got married on TV like a year and a half ago. Oh yeah. Well, that's there. It's gone. It's, oh, that's I didn't done. know that. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. maybe there's a chance for Phaedra and CT now. Now that he's <gasps> Oh my God. Not CT coming in to be the king. Isn't Phaedra on Married to Medicine because she's literally dating a doctor? Uh, yeah, but that's probably more of like, I'm dating a doctor to be on Married to Medicine. I, I, I think like the dating is suggested. I don't think it's right. necessarily real. Yeah. We need CT to get into physical therapy so they can start dating and still technically be married to medicine. You know? Yeah. Well, I think not to go into Housewives too much, but I think like the thing is like Candy leaving Atlanta Housewives leaves an opening for Phaedra to come back mm. to Atlanta Housewives. This is too Bravo, but yeah. yeah. That, oh no, that's interesting. That might be the thing. Interesting. Um, so this mission, we could breeze through it pretty quick. It's not super, Yeah, nothing really happens other than they pair off. They need to run through the woods. There's 20 grand at stake. They all pick up different size bags, which again, gave me a little bit of like Kate Chastain vibes. Like, don't throw this one away, Kate, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. Um, and they have to answer questions. So like, what's the name of the woods? What's the shape in the middle of the table? What's the Latin phrase in some room in the castle like it was kind of whatever but when you get it wrong one of the pair needs to go and like look at the answer and if it's wrong Mm -hmm. you either like fall into a mud pit or get snatched up by a big leafy net which was just i loved every single person that got snapped up by the net i love both peter and bergy in the mud it was great (laughs) like peter going into the mud and him being like oh i really needed the shield i was like yeah yeah, him, him being taken out first was actually like iconic. Yeah, I will say this game actually is very Big Brother where like in Big Brother, you have to study mm. certain things that are like on the walls in the house and like that kind mm. of thing. So I don't think these people knew that you have to like actually pay attention to like what the sign the in stuff, the kitchen yeah. looks yeah. like. Right, right. But this is like if it was Big Brother people and nobody Everyone would Big know Brother it. is left so like everyone would have known it oh fair fair like on big brother they just like sit there quizzing each other and practicing like this happened on day 
23. Like you have to know like an insane amount of knowledge about the game by the end. So yeah, if okay. Janelle was still around, she would have had. She would have like, killed. Oh my god! She would have yeah. killed you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, the only two pairs that make it all the way through are the aforementioned Parvati and John, uh, which I actually thought it was a really cute pairing. I kind of like mm-hmm. this is the most, and I love Parvati, but like seeing those two together just like really warms my heart for some reason. <laughs> like I thought it was so cute. There's a screenshot. There's a screenshot of Parvati and John. They're like holding hands, and Parvati's like running ahead her hair is flowing she's smiling it looks like like a like a pharmaceutical ad it's so like i'm so obsessed with the screenshot i've been thinking about it since someone posted it online oh that's awesome the other pair is kevin and sandra they make it to the end combined they add another eight grand to the pot which i'm like mm. that was a lot of work yeah, for not sure. a lot of money I know. whatever i have a question first season didn't like the pot didn't like alan just like add all the money to the pot if you guys are able to do this one challenge this is what happens these challenges the money means nothing because the final <laughs> <Yeah>. challenge <laughs> they always win and it always boosts the pot up to what it should be like yeah, the money yeah. here is literally meaningless but it doesn't matter <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> The only important thing is that Kevin and Sandra win a shield. Um, Sandra adorably freaks out because it's her first shield. And I thought that was really cute. Mm -hmm. I was like genuinely happy for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But also I thought I heard from somebody that like Sandra never actually like does the missions. She always just (laughs) that she always hangs back because I was like, wow, Sandra's like really doing it this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't know I anything about her from Survivor. Survivor, she was never a challenge beast, as you would say. Mm-hmm. She was always a social beach game player, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So then after the challenge, we are at the castle. This is where CT goes to the armory and has his little shenanigans moment. Okay, so this is interesting. The Bravo folks and the gamers are all like, all right, it's Peter. We all agree we're going for Peter. Mm-hmm. And then CT fucks it up. And this is the first of two moments that I was mad at CT this episode. But this is the first one where he goes and tells fucking Peter. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, this Council of Queens is gunning for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's also why you can never trust men. Yeah. In general. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So then Peter grabs Parvati and Phaedra back into the bookshelf room for the most awkward conversation of the entire series so far. And Phaedra is not having it. She's like, I don't like Mm-mm. this. This is awkward. Get me like. Her skin is crawling. You can like literally mm-hmm. see it. And she like gets out of there as quickly as possible. Peter was being psychotic. I like yeah. could not <laughs> imagine being trapped in that room with him. <laughs> and then Alan summons the players and we get a new song that is very similar to the Banishment song, but is notably different. These are the lyrics. I love how on the nose these lyrics are. <laughs> Dan, literally I wrote the music. All lyrics are so on the nose. It's giving love is blind. <laughs> You know the lyrics? I transcribed the lyrics. I'm obsessed. (laughs) These are lyrics. I am running. The end is coming. Who will save me? Who is about to betray me? Like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) So on the nose. I love it. So Alan takes him into the woods. It's nighttime. Like the design of this, like the concept of this, I really like. The only thing I question again is like that it happened now in this episode when Mm. poverty is so clearly in the crosshairs. I'm 50-50 on it because I love poverty. So any excuse to have around for an extra episode I'm into it, but it felt Mm. like, again, just kind of gaming the game, which I didn't love at the same time. Agreed. So the setup is this. There's no round table. There's no banishment. How would you describe, because they don't really name it. How would you describe what happens here? It's kind of like save a life down the line, basically. Mm -hmm. It starts with Sandra and Kevin because they want to shield. And then they need to save someone from uh, 
murder later that night. And then the person that gets saved lights somebody else's torch, lights somebody else's torch, and down the line until five are left. And then those five are on the murder block for the traitors later that night. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of of something in the Squid Game reality show. I haven't seen that yet. Do you recommend? It's so good. Oh, my God. It's really great. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I love the original show. And then I was like, how can this compare? Yeah. <laughs> it's insanely good. And the fact that they're able to produce something out of having 400 contestants to start with is insane. That's my barrier to entry. I'm like, how are the, what is this? Like those poor story producers with this, these many people are like so good at it though. Oh my it's God. insanely good. And like everyone you care about is queer, which also helps. That's great. <laughs> okay, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. So it reminded me of that. Yeah. The way it shakes out. So Kevin and Sandra have the first pick. They pick Sheree <laughs> and, MJ is pissed. Yo, she's she was so hurt. I didn't realize that she and Sandra were that close because yeah, you could tell like either. Kevin had no choice. It was Sandra's decision because she's the smarter player and she yeah. chose Sheree over MJ. And yeah, that was like, I'm like, oh, poor MJ. Oh, my God. I agree. Also, Sheree choosing Phaedra. OK, yeah, was. Okay, so help me because I don't watch the Housewives and Phaedra totally breaks down into tears. What is the backstory here? Why this is so significant? This is insane. OK, first of all, you probably have noticed this. Phaedra and Sheree have barely interacted, interacted yeah, yeah. on this show. They're, they're kind of lumped together as other people talk about the Housewives, but they're never talking to each other. So, I mean, when we have Larsa, Tamara, Phaedra, these are all people from different shows. Right. So they're only interacting like on Watch Happens Live, at BravoCon, blah, blah, blah. Sheree and Phaedra were on the same show for years. Mm-hmm. Like, they know each other. So Phaedra got kind of kicked off the show from Atlanta. And this is going, to, this is going down a bad a bad road. Uh, she uh, essentially insinuated that Candy Burris, who's... Other than like Nini and Candy are probably the two most famous people on uh, Atlanta Housewives. She spread some rumor that Candy was like potentially drugging another cast member in order to like oh my God. sexually assault them. Oh my God. Yeah. So like obviously it wasn't true. And Sheree believed Phaedra and then realized well, uh, Sheree was essentially like betrayed by Phaedra's bad behavior that season like Sheree wasn't involved in like the actual scandal itself she wasn't one of the players but like she was like crying during that reunion and everything so they were they ended in not a great place so maybe that might be have something to do with like why they're not interacting so much um yeah okay so this is a big deal that yeah. Sheree picks Phaedra wow yeah interesting okay but I do still think that Phaedra's tears were like mostly fake oh yeah Agreed, yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like I was like, she knows how to play this game. It's like, she's okay. Like For fans of Atlanta Housewives, it did feel like they were ignoring each other for most of the season until mm-hmm. this like fire council thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. Well, and there was the also the one episode where um the Chalice episode where Phaedra was like, you are not killing Sheree. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm, she yeah. did kind of back poverty off Sheree that one time. But that felt like a housewives, like yeah. a, we're like, sticking with Bravo move versus a, well, like a numbers I'm saving move. Sheree. Yeah, sure. Like totally. a numbers yeah. move. Yeah. So Sheree um, saves Phaedra. Phaedra saves CT. CT. And a shock to nobody. 
But like Parvati was Parvati was mad about that. Wait, why was Parvati mad about that? Like that would have been that's the the dumbest thing Phaedra ever could have done. It's like everybody needs to distance themselves from Parvati right now. Yeah. I think that was a producer in the interview moment. Like, aren't you pissed? And she's like, Do I have to be? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm pissed. You know, I think it's one of those. <laughs> There's been like no public moment outside of like the turret or whatever where Parvati and uh, Phaedra have like actually been friends, right? So yeah. like it would be stupid to save her. The yeah. only thing I guess is this new kind of like leftovers. They're all talking in the bar with mm. the the pool balls, but even that, like, you're not going to be that high on on Phaedra's list in yeah. everybody else's estimation. It would make no sense. Totally. Sure. CT though has an actual interesting choice here between uh, Trishel, who they've known each other for 20 years and they've seemingly patched up any former bad blood and are now mm-hmm. friendly again in the house. Or John, which I guess he just thinks John is a politician and we really need his quote unquote skills in this game. I'm like, I don't get it, CT. Well, I still was like, all caps, don't save Trishel. Yeah. (laughs) Though I randomly think Trishel could win this entire game. I think she's kind of a good player at this game. Yeah. Yeah. She's been winning me back since running Peppermint off the show. I'm still, I'm not there yet. I'm, yeah. Yeah, Same. but yeah. I, I, I'm i with you, Dan. I think she's kind of turning me back a little bit. And I felt, yeah. I did feel for her a little bit, but then at the same time, I'm like, wait, that also wouldn't make any sense because you're a Peter Pal and CT clearly isn't. Yeah. Why would he choose a Peter Pal? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so that, that was a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so CT chooses John. I did scream. I was like, no, because now that John is saved, Peter's going to get fucking saved. And that's exactly what happened after Mm. a lot of anticipatory editing, which took way too long. Um, (laughs) John was holding that torch for like two straight minutes. Finally saves Peter. I'm like, fuck, CT, you fucked it up again. Like his missteps have kept Peter safe in this game. I agree. But CT, if you're listening to this, I live in Brooklyn. You can come home. It'll be fine. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) You won't be mad. You won't be upset. (laughs) So this leaves Parvati, Trishel, MJ, Bergie, and Kate unsaved. Obviously, Parvati's a traitor, so she can't get murdered. So the people on the block are going to be Trishel, MJ, Bergie, and Kate. I don't want any of them to go. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you guys know where I stand with Trishel. <laughs> Brandy, you want you want Trishel. I probably, if of those four, I'd have to go for MJ because yeah. Bergie is too much fun. Kate is so fun and just an absolute loose cannon. And MJ just kind of, she's kind of in the charade cam, just kind of floating along towards the end but, here. But like for strategy. I but I need, to, I need a Peter pal out of here. Yeah, if I can't get Peter, then I need a Peter pal. That's for strategy. It's got to be, then it's got to be Berger Trishel. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those two for sure. Yeah. I think if they don't get Trishel out this week, she could win the game. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that take. I mean, she knows what's going on. Like the fact that she called out, oh, Dan was going after a traitor. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if, if they did vote out Phaedra that episode, Dan would have been like a hero that got out mm-hmm. a traitor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we skipped over this, but during when Peter was closing doors on everybody and his little fivesome are talking, Trishel mm. was the only one to be like, because Peter's like, we're going for poverty. We're going for poverty. That's what we're doing. She's like, and she was like, we should go for Phaedra. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really smart. And that that was another reason that I was kind of like getting back on her side. I'm like, that's yeah, a, exactly. It's a good play. Ooh, see, that's when I was getting off her side because, like, I want, I don't want Phaedra to go. Home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I was like, she's getting too close. Kill her. Uh, <laughs> 
So then we're back at the castle. Again, everyone just runs to the bar mm. and it's super awkward because the last five come in later than everybody else and they're clearly pissed off. MJ, I'm very angry and I need red wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, MJ, yeah, yeah. CT and Trishel, like they have it out kind of. And CT, here's why I think he's a really good player at these games because like I can't tell if he's being genuine or not. It seems like he feels bad, but that could all be an act and I don't know which way mm-hmm. is which. Mm-hmm, which tells yeah. me he's a good game player. So Trishel is really sad. They kind of go back and forth. Parvati is acting just, what is she like? And Phaedra uh, calls it out. Like she's acting like an ice princess. Yeah. And I agree. Like Parvati's losing control of this. If yeah. she, she ever had any control, it's rapidly deteriorating. Like she is on the way out, which is a bummer, but you know. Yeah. I do is. think it's interesting. Someone like MJ is like taking everything so personally like she goes into that bar being like i cannot believe what just happened to me yeah and as a cancer zodiac sign i feel her in a way but i'm also like it's a game it's a tv yeah. show let's yeah. like let's give it a rest you have a lot of money you are a shaw of sunset yeah that is true I, you're right i think she had a really effective interview though like the way she said it like this one cuts i was nobody's first choice yeah which does speak to like one I mean, he's is, not wrong she's not wrong and that's a that's a pretty brutal thing to realize in in one moment be like fuck nobody is really looking out for me because then it's like do i have any friends here really and yeah. also am i going to make it in the game which also kind of sucks yeah you know yeah. I know. Is that why is MJ getting murdered? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like nobody picked her first. Yeah. Well, so so we go to the turret and the last <laughs> scene of this episode, by the way, on the way to the turret, maybe some of the best brandy will love this. Some of the best faithful sleeping in their bed shots we've had all season. Uh, Dan, I wrote down the stylized B-roll is back. Yes, it is. Okay, <laughs> it's back and I'm here for it. Bergie with the teddy bear. Was it, did Bergie have a teddy bear? <laughs> Bergie's bear. <laughs> He should like put that up for auction or the show should yeah. put that up for auction. That'd be incredible. <laughs> I'd buy it. Phaedra yells at Parvati, like, stop acting like an ice princess. You give off mean girls. You're Iron Maiden. You need to be more lovable. <laughs> and Parvati responds with the coldest okay I've ever heard in my life. Phaedra doing the Parvati faces had me cracking <laughs> up. From- yes. <laughs> yes. I'm here for the memes that I've been seeing that are just like the different screenshots of Phaedra doing the expressions. It's really great. They're so good. So good. So they run through who's on the block. Kate is clearly not going to get murdered. They say no one suspects her. And she would be a great recruit if we get to recruit more, which I thought was really smart. Would love to see Kate recruit. Agreed. Yeah. Love that. Bergie's on the block because he's a Peter yes man, which duh. Mm-hmm. Same. Trishel also in the <laughs> Peter Pals. Um, and then MJ was a weird, like, she won't ever get banished and she can't be a shield. So she's kind of useless in this game. So maybe we get rid of her. I don't know. Hmm. And they kind of tease, like, hopefully this works out. Hopefully this won't add suspicion. End of episode. Two good ones. This show, I feel like every episode just keeps building on the last. Every time I watch an episode, I'm like, well, that was the best one of the season. I know. And the next one's like, well, that was my favorite of the season. Like, it just keeps building. There has been zero filler. Okay, so after seven episodes, our mm. traders are Phaedra and Parvati. Mm-hmm. We've only banished Dan throughout these two episodes. There was an attempted recruitment of Peter. He said no. Loser. Nobody was murdered across these two episodes. There were no murders, which kind of blows my mind. And their total cash pot stands at just over a hundred grand, like $103,500. Okay. 
with these two episodes in mind, it's time to play our little mini lightning round, uh, mm-hmm. our BFF rundown. Yeah. So what is the best move by a trader in these two episodes? This is tough. I don't think there are very many good moves by traders in these episodes. Uh, I mean, I-, I think it was a good move for them to try to recruit Peter. Agreed. It just kind of gets glossed over because he didn't accept. So it's- Yeah, but like that, he was the right person to pick for that. I don't know. I want to stick on this for a second because knowing what we know... Who would have been a better choice? Who would have accepted? Who would have been a better move? Trishel. Trishel, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I think Kate, because they said it in this last one, she would have been a good mm-hmm. recruit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree, but Trishel would have been a good one to bring from like Peter's pals. Yeah, we need a we need it. We gotta yeah. break up Peter's pals. We gotta get some suspicion sewn there. She could have been a really good double agent because like there was kind of like some power struggles at the top. Like her and Peter are disagreeing, mm-hmm. so she could have started to yeah yeah. Or Burgalicious, second in command. He would he would have said no. Bananas podcast. He admitted. <laughs> This fucking bananas podcast. I'm only doing it now because it, it, it elicits a reaction. <laughs> Kate would have been weird because she had only just joined the table that night when they had to make that decision. True. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who is our favorite faithful in these two episodes? Sandra. Ooh, yeah. I like Sandra a lot in these two. She was fun. Mm. CT. Oh, it's, it's between CT. those two. I, I'm going Sandra for the pool ball, the pool table moment. That is, I love that moment so much. I thought it was so fun. So we're so CT and Sandra are our favorite faithfuls. And then what's the moment you remember forever from these two episodes? MJ waddling in and out of the Peter Pal room. <laughs> <laughs> Hiking up her pants. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to give it to that whole extended scene. The the pool table balls to MJ, the back and forth, like that whole scene was absolutely gold. That whole stretch. Yeah. I mean, I loved Phaedra's completely impromptu evisceration read oh, on Dan. For sure. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. Also, maybe best move by a trader. Yeah. That's what I had down as my best move as a trader. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Before we sign off, any predictions? Who, if any traders, do you think make it to the end? Do you think anyone gets recruited? Do you think any faithfuls can make it to the end and win? I kind of feel like if the, if a trader is going to win, it's not going to be one of our two current traders. It's going to be mm-hmm. someone else. Because mm-hmm. I because it feels like everyone knows Phaedra and Barbadier traders. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like at this point, especially with the the coverage of this show and how vocal all, all, a lot of these players are being, it's like the worst kept secret that everybody knows who the traders are at this point. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I'm putting out three names who I think might be winners. Okay. I think mm. Trishel, Sheree, or CT might win. <laughs> I think mm. Trishel actually might actually game it right. Mm-hmm. I think Sheree would accidentally win. <laughs> and I think CT is hot, so he should also <laughs> win. <laughs> but I could also see CT and Trishel burying the hatchet and coming together mm. and g- going to the end and kind of like mm. crossing those sure you know kind of like turning on their own alliances and going to the end together i think that would be a lot of fun to watch actually yeah dan do you have any predictions i i think my only prediction is like there's gotta be another trader coming yes mm-hmm. has to mm-hmm. yeah i can't just be these two who i love these two but like i something's gonna happen that i just can't predict yeah it's gonna. It's like a new trader is gonna be on the scene. My pre- my here's my prediction. I agree. I think that Parvati will go in the next episode. Mm. Phaedra will have the solo responsibility of recruiting. 
mm-hmm. but no one will suspect it as much because they've been like, oh, we've been through the recruitment. We then got another trader. A lot of the time, and Janelle said this, I don't forget which podcast, but like they, a lot of them thought there was four this whole time, that it started mm-hmm. with three because oh. a lot of other seasons start with three and then they recruited one up to four. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people might still be playing with, oh, there's four of them. So there might be a world in which Phaedra recruits that recruit then is able to turn on Phaedra, mm. kind of like you were saying, a late game trader comes in. Yeah. Is that Trishel? Is that Sandra even? Like, that could be really mm. interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I would love a gamer to game. And I know, Brandy, you don't like hearing this because you want Phaedra to win, but I just don't think there's any way that these two traders make it all the way to the end. I, I agree with you guys. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I their, their days do feel numbered. Yeah. I like the Trishel idea. I'm kind of now in the Trishel camp, like, yeah. If if she's a traitor, I would like her to win. If she's a faithful, I kind of don't care. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That does make sense, yeah. My prediction is that I think that we're not going to get one more, but two more traitors. Oh. And just really fuck the faithfuls up. No shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think, but I think that when there are then like, well, cause, but then they'll just be the three because Parvati's out this next episode. I can't imagine unless gone. unless the twist for next episode is something that keeps her here, it's kind of like this episode was. But like, I don't think they would do that. I feel like that's that feels like a penultimate episode for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I think that so she'll be gone. I think that Phaedra will need to get two more people and. I think that something's going to happen in that like episode nine where the traders are going to have to turn on each other mm. so that we only go into the last episode with two. That's what I think. I think next, I yeah. think this next episode is going to be, there's going to be a lot of things happening. guys. Yeah. Cause also th- if this show has shown us anything is that it does not care about rules or um, uh, like repeating things like they'll do whatever the hell these producers will do whatever the hell they want and they will they will do whatever they want and say it's from the book of traitor that's why why i'm like surprised y'all are both so certain parvati's leaving next episode because (laughs) by that rule book yeah i'm willing to be surprised but yeah yeah Yeah, they're gonna introduce uh banishment shields that you can't be (laughs) banished and i think they're gonna also introduce if you're recruited as a trader, you don't have an option. You just have to become a trader. Like, Ooh, a, a non-denial. It's, yeah. wow. Also, yeah, there's you, no more seducing. Like, yeah. next episode, you've been, you've been like, drafted. Sorry, mm, you're drafted sorry. into service. Like, next episode, like, Kelly Ben Simone from Housewives <laughs> and Juju B are going to walk in and they're going to be the new traders. Like, we don't know. There are no rules here. Guys, if Kelly Ben Simone came on as a traitor, how would she couldn't handle this show? She'd no. be like Deontay. She'd yeah. Oh my you. poor Deontay. <laughs> She'd be on like the charade level, like not knowing where she is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Um, Dan and Brendan, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a blast. Where can our listeners find you guys, find your show? Tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, go to comethroughqueen.com. It has links to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, links to social media stuff, and it's all in one spot, comethroughqueen.com. It is amazing, and you will have a great time when you go there. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Um, are you guys on Instagram? Do you have you know anything like that you want to share? If not, you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm on Instagram at Dan Calabrese, mostly posting food. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at uh, Brendan Davis, mostly posting like stupid shit. (laughs) Well, guess what, you guys, I will be following both of you. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Thank you so much, guys. This is so fun. Can't wait to see what happens next in the last few episodes of The Traders. And until next time, goodbye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye, Bye, friends. friends.